welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads? Along with Paul Roshan, AJ Riley, Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Basson. Welcome to Sports Carnage. Boys, the hope that we had discussed in our last show regarding the Tigers and regarding the Pistons has finally come around to the gridiron because the fat man is dead and the GM is gone with him. Bob Quinn. See you later. Matt Patricia, don't let the door hit you with the Lord, good Lord split you. You gone. New coaches come into the D. All I need now is one more thing to hear about Ford and Co. sold the team to somebody that cares. Mark Cuban, I'm still looking at you. But I got <laughs> oh, a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope going over to them Lions that they're following track. They're following suit with the Tigers and the Pistons of turning things around, starting from scratch, out with the old, in with the new. Guys, we got one hell of a Thanksgiving treat. It wasn't on the field of play, but it came right afterwards. Well, it took a day too long, but... We still got. It. Oh my goodness! It took a year too long. Actually, let's be honest. Let, like they should have let them enjoy their Thanksgiving. They and did. Black Friday. Oh, and Black Friday. Let them spend their dollars in the Michigan economy and then fire them. That's right. Thank, thank you, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, no, not thank you, Deshaun Watson, because we, uh, I got destroyed because of him. How much did uh, Detroit fans donate to his charity because of this news? I, I actually didn't see the number. Uh, I got to look that number up. How many of those uh, do you think were actual players? <laughs> Will Fuller took steroids just so that this could happen. <laughs> and we appreciate him for it. Hey, hey. Oh, he sacrificed the rest it's of the season. It's not cheating. He's a real martyr. I can't explain to you how like happy I was when I heard that news. And, Paul, like we had this discussion off the cast about how it, it, means, it doesn't mean anything right in season to make this move which I agree with the point that you're making there, but it just feels good. Like there's a sense. Oh, it's of, cathartic. It is cathartic. But that's what I said. But, it's, it's, but, it placates the fans but it, and we're fans. And, and maybe I didn't communicate it well when we were talking, but my whole point with me saying, why has this news not happened yet? Was if they had waited to the end of the season, I would have felt that was the ownership just keeping tread with what they've done in the past, where now it's like, you and and I'm not saying that like by Sheila going and firing him on Saturday, it made you know it means she's going to be a different owner than the previous Ford fam- family members, but it I just felt like okay when they had the opportunity to make the right decision, even though they messed that up last year, they made the right decision this time, right? Um, and so I think the message that was sent by by having that happen now was more important than how meaningless it could be in season. Does that make sense? No, I, I get it 100%. And I'm excited. Quinn is gone. Yeah. And Quinn is the true reason that, that we are in the despair that we're in. Uh, he inherited a team on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Martin Mayhew got fired because he made an egregious misstep 
And it took us from true Super Bowl contention, and I know Matt will laugh, but it's literally inarguable. It's not inarguable. And <laughs> you know, you damn right it's inarguable. They are not Super Bowl contenders. Never have been. When Mayhew got fired? Nope, still wasn't. That was a good team. What in was 2014, <laughs> the, had, had we drafted they, they Aaron Donald, game? you're telling me that they wouldn't have been a Super Bowl did, did they contender they win a playoff game? Are you high as a kite right now? They got screwed out of that win in Dallas. That was a... They they got screwed in Dallas, who in turn got screwed against the Packers, who in turn blew an insurmountable hey, lead. The ball. Who in turn blew an insurmountable lead against the Seahawks, and we know how the Seahawks lost that Super Bowl to the Pats. There was no separation. The the Lions were right there, and that was with that was with the worst coach in the uh, NFL the at the time. Just because and drafting, you're going to be close to that. And drafting. Else. It's not just because we played close. It's because we had a historically great defense and we had competence at all parts of the field. For the only time in the history of my lifetime, we had competence everywhere. We actually had talent and we had one of the best run defenses ever. And we should have had Aaron Donald on that team. We were that close. You you hire a different quarterback. Yes, you, you hire a different coach. And you draft Aaron Donald, and that team is in the Super Bowl that year. And if you scoff at that, that's fine. You can do that. Did you say But to scoff? say, that's to say the word is that they, I scoffed this, at to it. To say that they would not have been a contender is just lying to yourself because you're a jaded Lions fan. No. It's ridiculous. No, 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 no. no. It is not lying to myself to, to say they were not a Super Bowl contender. They were absolutely they were on the cusp of contention. And, I, and you are genuinely... The, they were not going to beat the Packers. They were not going to beat the Seahawks, which means they weren't going to make the Super Bowl. So they were they not weren't going to beat the Packers. They weren't going to beat point. the Packers that they should have beaten twice that year yeah, already, say, that they did beat and got robbed the second time. The they weren't going to beat that fucking team. They weren't going to beat the team. They blew a lead after picking off Russell Wilson five times they couldn't beat that team nope. get the fuck nope. out of here they couldn't beat the no they take, couldn't beat the take your hating uncontextual ass because oh my god the Lions on the Fords bring some real shit to this the podcast don't come Lions, at here and be like oh they're the Lions they've never been close to anything they were on the cusp of contention it is dishonest and jaded bullshit to say that they weren't on the cusp of contention don't bring that what? here this is also six years ago. Right. Let's talk about what it is six years ago. Last week. And, and so, so let's bring it back. Martin Mayhew got fired because Why are we still talking the about Lions were ago? on the cusp of contention. And Bob Quinn took over. And Bob Quinn took that team that was right there and entirely brick by brick dismantled it of everything that Mayhew built. Mayhew took a team that he went 0-16 and got them close. And he had missteps. He wasn't perfect. And he made the worst hire in the history of the franchise, which is what blew everything up. But he took an 0-16 team and got them close. And brick by brick, Bob Quinn entirely dismantled it. To the point today, he took over a team right there. He still had a quarterback. The hardest thing in sports, he had the quarterback in place. And even with that quarterback, he dismantled this team to the point where they are a bottom-tier team in the entire NFL despite having a real franchise quarterback that is still not washed. You have a 30-year-old franchise quarterback, and you are one of the worst teams in the NFL. It is so beyond impressive 
that the roster you constructed can be that bad. That the coaches you hired can be that bad. It is so hard to be that bad with a quarterback that solid. It's like it should be impossible. And he started, he didn't start with bare cupboards. He started with cupboards 70% full. We needed tweaks. The GM is a million times more important than the coach. And if a GM's good and he gets the talent in and he makes a mistake with the coach, he can correct that mistake. It's not a big deal. So I'm not excited. I mean, yeah, it's cool that we don't have to see Matt Patricia anymore, but that's not why I'm excited. Because as bad as Matt Patricia is, it doesn't matter if you don't have any talent. And we don't have any talent because the guy in charge of building a roster is one of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, literally Matt Millen bad. It's it's unreal how incompetent he is. And the fact that he is gone, we talked about this before. You said there will never be hope until the Fords sell the team. It's wrong. They can luck into the right GM. We'll and see. the right GM, the right GM will get so you So far, there. I've been right. I mean, the odds are in your favor. For 30 plus years? As you say, right? It's the Lions. You have to get the right GM. And how hard is it to get the right GM? Why do teams cycle GMs every four years? It's not, it's not easy to find the right GM. But if we do, we'll be okay. And that's why there's hope. Not because we fired the coach, but because we get to start entirely anew. Entirely anew. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And you made me mad for no reason. When we're you supposed made to be yourself mad. Well, you sound like Eddie P. Lyons. Throw out man. bullshit. My fault you threw out bullshit. Make yourself mad. It's not. We were Super Bowl it's contenders. It's literally no, we not. Weren't. It is absurd to we say we were a not a good football team. I have no problem absurd. saying that. We were a very good football team. Still wasn't a Super Bowl contender. I said cusp of contention for the 50th we were, time. We were close to being we were close. close to being being there you go. Three steps removed. Still better than anything we've had since 1991. And now, now where are we at? Removed. How many steps away are we right now? 10? 20? The usual Lions amount. It's anywhere from... I, I have to go, I have to go back to, to school. Lion, lion I, I have to go steps. back to school and learn more math to figure out how many steps we are from contention today. It doesn't matter because we finally enough. get the build on it. We finally get a fresh start where... We are now have a little because we haven't made a hire yet. So there's all the hope in the world that the Lions are going to hire the right person. I still don't think they're going to because they're still the Lions. But every once in a while, they prove me wrong. They actually drafted and Dominican Sue all those years ago. Proved me wrong. I was very, very hopeful after that. That was the last time I was this hopeful. Was when the Lions actually drafted not a wide receiver in the first round. That was the last time. Hey, one I was of those wide hopeful. receivers worked out. <laughs> One of those wide receivers worked out. One of them worked out, yes. But with... Sort of. Then he also got lionized. No, his fault. Like, eh, this team has killed my thrill for this game. That's sad. I so think we when we look at... hope. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to hire whoever had Bob Cooper's <laughs> job. Yeah. But obviously, I think to Paul's point, I, I, you could bring anybody in to be the head coach, I think. The most important hire that you make is going to be the GM. Like, that has to be the home run hire. Second to that is obviously your head coach and who he brings in. But just like we talked about with the Tigers and who they bring in for their pitching coach is actually more important than who they bring in with their manager. This general well, manager hire, I think, is... I would say more is, important. I, I, just as important. <clears throat> just as important. More is... So, I don't know how you delineate when you say just and more is too much. Like, I, I'm not saying, like, it's astronomically 
so much more important. I'm just saying that getting the right person in the GM is then going to help you get the right person in as the head coach. So that's why you have to, that focused attention, I think, is more important on the GM right now than all the names that are being listed for the next head coach of the the Lions. That's that's so AJ, the whole point I'm making. Like, get the right guy in the seat to build the team, to put the guy in charge that's going to build the right type of culture and is going to p- produce a winning football team. And that may not include Matt Stafford. We haven't brought that up yet, but that may not include Matt Stafford. It shouldn't. Well, we, we have to replace the GM and coach before we they make a decision on Matt Stafford. I agree. Future. And I think Stafford should and be around for at least year one because there's no way we're getting Trevor Lawrence, and then who do you get after him in this draft? Well, so Stafford needs to stay around for a year for a multitude of reasons. So depending on where we draft, so you luck out if we draft top five or something and can get a guy like Trey Lance, right? Like you can get that project QB that you hope can be your guy. With a number five overall pick, you want a project? They're all projects other than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, they're, they're no one coming out of college is not a project at the NFL level. I mean, they're just not, that's not how the quarterback position works. Uh, even Patrick Mahomes sat a year and it did him a world of good. Um, Yes, I want a Justin project, something that I can hope season. for. A, I, he looks good by rookie standards. No, he does he not. He look looks like, good by freaking quarterback standards. The numbers he's putting he, up. He doesn't look like a top 10 NFL quarterback today. Oh, my bad. My bad. You correct. He's not a top 10 quarterback his rookie I mean, fucking season. He's a, oh, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're, right. you're contextualizing like how good he looks because football. he's a rookie. Yeah, you're you're putting it contextually on the fact that he's a rookie, but that's that's my point. Is everyone's a project? Justin Herbert in three years is going to be a lot, be- hopefully, a lot better than Justin Herbert is today. Everyone is a project to an extent. Trevor Lawrence is the closest to day one ready, but we've talked about it a million times. You don't want to do that anyway. You want you want whoever you take to be able to sit behind a guy like Stafford. Not to mention two games, and then you stab him in the this right. team. Lung. The long Ryan. <laughs> this team has killed Stafford's value. If we get a real coaching staff and Stafford balls out for a year, now he's worth something in a trade. Right? If you were to trade Stafford today, which it's past the trade deadline, but let's just pretend. Let's say that we got another week. If you were to trade Stafford today, what are you getting for him? Nothing. A second round pick? Less, I mean, like, less than what you got for it's, it's that was a third round pick, I think, actually. I don't know. It was bad. I don't remember. Um, you're not getting anywhere near what he's worth just to your team. So it doesn't make sense. But if you get a competent staff that actually lets him do his thing and he has a really nice season and throws for 4,600 yards and 35 touchdowns, you got a team like, say, Indianapolis or the Saints. Hell, maybe Pittsburgh. And they're like, you know, we still have kind of teams that are ready to win now. We don't want to develop a rookie quarterback or take a chance on a young quarterback. Why wouldn't we get 32-year-old Matt Stafford, who has had everything but a team around him his whole career? And they're willing to give up two first-round picks to make a Super Bowl run for three years. That's not out of the question if the pieces fall into place. At least a first-round pick and some later picks. Right now, you're not getting that. We are looking way... Uh, according to Patricia's burner, Stafford is <laughs> uncoachable. 
All right. But we are looking way too far <laughs> on the line right now. We still got to get a GM and a head coach. And I understand well, that that's the what GM is I the most this. important piece here. But as casual fans, which are the majority of football fans, and even in Detroit, we all know we have never, ever had a real head coach. A good head coach. It's never happened in the city of Detroit for football. The closest they got name-wise was Steve Mariucci. And that, that didn't, didn't go well. very well. That did not end well. It did well. not end well at all. But the Lions have never had a damn good top 10 NFL head coach. It just hasn't happened. I understand that the GM is the more important position because it bring in who we got to actually play with. But as casual fans, they don't know GM's names off the top of their head. They do know head coach names off the top of their head. And they're going to want someone that they know is going to has done it for a long time and they're already bitching about the names that you're being seen thrown out there coming right out of San Francisco you know with with uh, Saleh's name but he's like oh no another unproven like Patricia we don't want him they want someone who has done it and has no. done it well you, and it's never come uh, here. you're not so Ooh, so this is this I'm is not saying I'm not saying me, me. I'm not saying and me I, I actually think I think our entire podcast is in agreement on this topic and it's what aggravates me so much whether it's GM whether it's coach no matter what it is why the only way that you're getting a proven coach worth hiring is scandal or really unexpected circumstances so the tigers are a perfect example yep. we just hired AJ Hinch right scandal why was someone so good available scandal and then pop or so like the the wings they lucked out and were able to get Steve Eiserman. Why? Circumstances. This was home for Steve Eiserman. Right. This is where he always wanted to be. This is where he spent twenty five years here. So things like that have to happen. If you're not doing that, you're hiring retreads. Like the only like it's so many. You look at today. So Kansas City Chiefs. They got Andy Reid after. He spent how long in Philly and it was just became toxic and they just couldn't get over the hump and eventually got fired, gets picked up by KC. There are no coaches like that today. You got Bruce Arians in Tampa is a pretty solid coach. I wouldn't mind here. He retired. He came out of retirement to take that job. Who is coming out of retirement that's like a proven coach Bill Cowell. right now? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, so it's they had Tony Dungy the the, the only and I <laughs> say get out of here. You're gonna laugh when I say it, but truly, if it were to happen, the only name that would make sense that would qualify as a proven head coach in the NFL is Jim Harbaugh. That's the only name that would make any amount of sense, and I don't think he'll take the job, and I don't want him to take the job for a myriad of reasons. So, outside of that, which isn't happening. You're pulling off the absolute rare, which this franchise never would, but you pull off the rare trade for a coach. Yeah, when the hell's the last time that happened? Or I mean, Ernie Harwell you're hiring an up-and-comer. <laughs> he got traded for a catcher. That's, yes, I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. No, I. you have to hire an up-and-comer and hope that you hit on him. Who, who, who thought Mike Vrabel was a slam dunk? I thought he was going Raise to be pretty hand. good, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he had no experience. Slam dunk, absolutely not. But potential to no, be good, No, he had no absolutely. experience. He, he was the opposite of proven. He wasn't anything no. before he took over that job. Was, he, he wasn't a goddamn coordinator at a D2 college. He was a coordinator for the, the Patriots for a year. 
Was he not their defensive coordinator before he took that job and then Patricia stepped in? No. No, that was Maddie's job. No, he was never a coordinator. Well, he was on their staff. I know he was on their staff. He was on the staff. He wasn't a coordinator. Oh. He had never even called plays. Takes over a head coaching job. And look look how good of a job he's done. You don't know. You have no idea. You are taking a chance. Oh, he, he was the Texans defensive yeah, coordinator. that's what it was. That's what I thought. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he. My bad. He's, he's a linebacker's coach right. before that. See, I thought he was always a linebacker's coach. I, I in New never England, knew and then when Bill O'Brien went to the Texans, Vrabel went with him to be the D.C. I guess that makes sense. No, the he, Texans, he, ne- he never coached in New England. Yes, Texans he, are not. A, yes, he did. Now, no, this is as a coach, Ohio State linebackers 2011. Oh, you're right. Okay, Ohio never mind. State defensive I, he, line 12 and yep, 13. Sorry. Houston Texan linebackers 14, okay. 16, and then yep. D.C. 17. Yeah, okay. So he – for whatever reason, I thought he joined the New England staff after he retired, but he went to Ohio State. My bad. How long was he coordinator at the Texans? <clears throat> a year, two years. Yeah, like half a year. That's so. Then did he take over midseason? That's what I asked. Yeah, he so took over that's, for Romeo Cornell. That's why. Who's not that's, their head coach, right? Interim. Well, interim head coach. Interim. And beat. He's, beat he's not even going to get interviewed. For the real job, but oh yeah, that's uh, why the Lions are hiring Bill O'Brien. <laughs> oh, oh, stop it! Please stop oh, it. Yeah. So yeah, so no, that's so that's what no, I. So he was never hired as a coordinator. Devil. He took over so, because he was the four, next guy four, in line. Four division wins in six years <laughs> in the shittiest division of football. The, the Lions are about to do the most Lions <laughs> thing ever. Four more than the and go four and one, and then Bevel is going to get hired as the head coach. That's what's going to happen. Oh, please stop. It's not going to happen. And then the new, and then the, he's going to get hired before so the, the that's new GM the thing. You know it's not going to happen because we get a new GM. And the new GM's going to call the shots and he's going to redo everything. And that's why I'm excited. But anyway, back to the coaching thing. So Vrabel uh, Rob Wood has anything yeah, to say. Yeah, he he was, had a cup of tea as a coordinator <laughs> promoted midseason. That does not count for all intents and purposes of the conversation. You have to take a chance on an up-and-comer because Proven coaches don't exist unless they're proven losers. Right. Outside of scandal in unmitigated circumstances. There are plenty of proven losers out there. They they get called retreads. So then but I, here here's the question then. I agree with you on everything you're saying. Who's the top of your list right now? I don't care. No. So answer the question. Okay. Forget the GM oh, for a man. second. Let's say that we got the perfect GM, whoever you think that is, who's he hiring? Who would you want him to hire? So so it's I, you're not going to like this, so I'm going to have to give you a couple of <laughs> A lot of it depends on <laughs> what the plan is. Him and the mullet and the mustache. If the, if the new GM comes in and thinks that we're closer than we think we are and plans on keeping Stafford and trying to make a run over the next five years, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if that's the plan, you're hiring a different coach. So like – you you pronounce his name for me, Matt, because I'll mess it up. Sala. Yes, is is that how you say it? All right, so I knew how to say it. You're not hiring Sala if that's your position. He's not the guy for that job. Are you 100 percent? Maybe Bienemy's the guy for that job. I don't, Maybe. I don't want I don't want a GM that tells me Matt Stafford's going to be here for five. And years. I don't want a GM that well, thinks that saying, we're closer than you, you can. You can walk I, right I, out I'm the not, interview. Yeah, I, I am not hiring the GM. And I wouldn't be doing that. I'm just saying, if that's the GM's position, you're hiring a different kind of do. coach. The last 10 years I didn't work I, I wouldn't mind Salah. I, I think 
he is he has potential, right? So that's all you're looking for. You're looking, does this guy check these boxes? Does he share a vision with me? Does he want to construct a team and have similar ideals about the game of football than me? Like the one of the one of the most important questions I'm asking a football coach when he comes in is are you ever punting from the opponent's 40-yard line? Because if you say yes, you can walk right out the fucking room right now. Yeah. Leave. We're not doing that here. What if it's not fourth and, and ten? And I don't care. I, I don't from care the if it's 40, fourth and fucking 20. That's only a 27 yard field goal. You either get a kicker who can kick that far or you go for it because the worst case scenario is, oh my God, they got 20 extra yards of field position. But most coaches kick from there yeah. if it's an unfavorable spot. Like punt, punt, punt. Yeah. Not kick, but punt. That that Those are the kind of things. But so you, you have to have the same ideals. And really it's up to the GM, right? Because every GM has different ideals and they want to construct their team a certain way. But does he check the boxes I'm looking for? And what has he proven in the league? I don't want a proven loser at head coach. This guy's never been a head coach. I'll give him a shot. In a couple years, if he hasn't grown, if he makes a lot of mistakes and he keeps making the same mistakes, then it's time to move on. See, I... I I tend to but you lean, have to be willing to do that. I tend to lean towards Salah, just given the defenses that he's built in the three different places he's been, the way that his players talk about him. Like I'm sure everyone has heard Richard Sherman's comments this past weekend, right? And speaking of circumstances, like him coming home, I think actually could serve him well. Um, coming back to Detroit, the area. And coaching, I mean, I, I said it in the chat, and I'll say, like, he understands what SOL, SOL means, right? And I think that that could do him favors in a job like this. And it's a perfect job for him because there's, like, the expectation is the team grows as you grow because this is not a good football team. Absolutely not. It's, it's a terrible football team. And... As long as he shares a vision with the GM, I like the hire. Yeah. But so who's on the top of your list for GM? Clash. So that's where I super super don't care, with a few notable exceptions. So similar, but even Chris more so, you are hiring. You're either hiring a wild card, like Riddick. Or you are hiring an experienced personnel guy from a very respected front office that's done it for a long time. Which worked out last time so well for us. So Ryan, Ryan, and I'm not not even saying like it's a Ryan probably yeah. So Ryan kind of said that tongue in cheek, but for real, half the guys that we should be interviewing are not guys that anyone listening to this podcast are going to recognize the names of. You're going to go to you're going to look at the Pittsburgh Steelers front office. And look at a couple of their top personnel guys and give them an interview, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to go to yeah, the 49ers even... front office and you're going to see who their top personnel guy is. And you're going to talk to everybody associated with them. And you're going to interview these guys because you don't know which one is going to be the next great GM. You have no way of knowing until they're in that position. So, like, that's what we did with Quinn, right? We went to – which in I, I'm sure we have it recorded – I, the one thing I didn't love about Quinn is I didn't love going to the Patriots organization to get him because the Patriots do not have a great 
draft track record. Contrary to popular belief, not a great drafting team. I know, and it's now it's funny because people like they want to put Rabel on the Belichick coaching tree just because. But he's not on the coaching tree, obviously, and I was mistaken by that. He wasn't even, you know what I mean? No. So, but they're like, "That's a New England assistant." Like, no, he wasn't. So you're going (laughs) never in his life. The other name, the big name at the time when Bob Quinn got the job here, the big competing name was Trent Kirshner in Seattle, right? And I think that's how you say his name. I apologize if it's not. Um, he's been there for a long time. He's still there. Uh, he still has not got a GM job anywhere else. Uh, but he's a name that will be floated around for our opening and other openings that may come open this year. I'm a little soft on him as much only because I think defense is so important and what they've done with the defense in Seattle is not great. It's not great at all. What, was he there when Bevel was there? Because that would yeah. scare Oh, he's been bit. there for a long time. Pulling pull the so, Seattle GM and then Bevel's already here. Like, hey, buddy. Oh, I got you. I understand. Yeah, because the familiarity. I mean, it'd be similar to Quinn when he hired Patricia, right? I, I know I do well, get that. Uh, yeah, but Bevel's already but, here. But so. that's oh, a name they, that's going to be floated. When they hired Patricia, were you not in favor of that move? I like the hire. I love okay. the hire. I wanted to hire Matt Patricia. I, although, so I want, so I want a huge, huge caveat for this, and it's super important. When no, I don't think there's any caveat. When Matt Patricia comes into my room to interview, I'm the I'm playing GM now, and I say, "Man, I'm, this is cool. You know, what kind of defense are you going to run here? How are we going to do this?" And he looks at me and says, "Oh, I'm not going to call the defense. Actually, I'm uh." I'm going to have a coordinator do that. Well, that's 90% of the reason I was going to hire you. Get the fuck out of this room. And I, that's seriously. And we talked about this. Why I wanted to hire him is I thought that he was a brilliant defensive mind by all accounts at the time he was right. Like let's not use hindsight to punish the guy. Um, I'm saying by I mean, all accounts, the, by everything, Bowl, though, by everything, were a little bit softer on him. by everything that you were told by everybody. From Belichick on down, anybody that's ever been around him. Brilliant defensive guy, right? I wanted that for my team. He's a rocket scientist. I don't know if you knew that. Him not calling. And a rapist. <laughs> Will you stop? Oh, my God. You knew, though. What is you with our coordinators? The tenure was kind of just... doomed the moment that he was hired and that came out. It was like, uh, why can't we not have anything nice? <laughs> what did it come out? Like, like three days. Yeah. Well, then, I, it, was, it felt the same with, with Jim Bob. Remember Cooter in no. his incident in Tennessee? I don't remember that. No. <laughs> you don't remember Cooter? He like ended up in a girl's room in like a house that was not his. You we are you guys serious right now? Uh, nope, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> didn't hear about are you this. guys joking? I feel like I'm being no. April Fools right now. It's December first. What am I missing? You guys don't remember our goddamn offensive coordinator literally had a sex charge. Nope. I mean, it wasn't while he was coaching with us. It was from before, but guys. No one cares about the OC. I mean, so is Patricia's. All right. It doesn't matter. It's whatever. Um, no, I'm not hiring Matt Patricia if he's not calling the defense. And then. He's charged with aggravated burglary after climbing into a window and getting into a woman's bed. Oh, okay. So they didn't make it sexual. They easily could have made that sexual, though. No, I mean, I mean if the bed's literally. right by the window and that's what you're crawling into, that's not your fault if the bed was there. <laughs> well, we found his lawyer. I was just that's trying good. to steal yeah, something. I, I, I was not trying to sexually assault anybody. I just wanted to And you to know, money. I got tired. 
and I'm a I, little I drunk. For, I came in for the TV. I'm a little drunk. I'm a little tired. And you know what? This looked like a nice place to chill. I mean, it, it was whatever. It, it's not important. I just found it ironic because that's the Lions. Um, so, no, we hired this guy who who is a renowned defensive mind. And then, oh, by the way, he's not even going to run the defense. So, I, I didn't hire him because I'm really thrilled that he can run a team. I want him to run our defense. And then if he can be a good head coach, great. He's already not doing the main thing I would have hired him for. And then very shortly into his tenure, you're like, wow, the players hate him, which that's not even top 10 of like most egregious things on the list, especially when you have a soft ass culture like we have, but it's not good. It's not a checkbox under good. Yeah, but that like was the, the whole thing, Jim right? Caldwell, was and that him was and the culture. not good, but and the culture he clashed with the players. He constantly made baffling in-game decisions. Like you're supposed to be a brilliant tactician and just in-game you're doing nonsensical shit, right? bungling decision after decision and no improvement. Your guys are not improving. Your defense, which is your calling card, is not improving, albeit apparently you're hands-off and you're just being a CEO. At that point in time, he's out. I don't care if I liked the hire before. It didn't work out. You move on to the next guy that fits that mold that might be the next thing. And you do that until you find a guy. Bill Belichick was a defensive guy, right? That was his calling card. Right. Yes? Yes. So, we we took Matt Patricia out of there, but AJ, you said I think I always thought it was more yeah, Belichick, I think right? Yeah, I think it was. Like, I think Belichick is such a control freak. My whole thing with, with Patricia was, yes, he was the one that was highly touted to come to be the next head coach, this genius defensive mind, so on and so forth. You kind of saw holes in that defense in those Super Bowls, and I felt like, and I kind of got the sense that, it wasn't it was Patricia more or less being Bill's puppet. Like Bill was still in charge because I think he's such a control freak that he put Patricia there as a defensive coordinator, but Bill was still running the show. And I think that once Patricia was free of Bill, you saw the real coach that he is. Like he's not a defensive genius. The defensive genius well, was the man that he worked for. So well, it was also a lot of I Dante think, Scarnecchi as defense in the first place. I, I also think I think I think that's fair to say, but I also think it would be fair to say that he didn't play that role here. Whether we had a Belichick or not, he never did what he did in New England. And I don't mean with the success. I mean he literally didn't run the defense. So he tried to be something he's not because he's a terrible head coach. And I don't know, could he be successful as a D coordinator somewhere else? But the we'll reason I out. asked you I that, I bet AJ, he gets hired as a defensive coordinator. <laughs> the reason I asked you that, oh, AJ. You don't think so, Brian? Um, not, not, no, not, not He will, but it will not. Yeah, you don't think you don't think there's some kind of, like you don't think there's no. a college that's going to try and hire him? He might be right back in New England. No, why? Why would you? Like, what college kid he, wants to go play from? He he could end up. Like all the all the players say. Yeah, but who's like, going to a like, college he, for the coordinator? Um, I mean, the coordinator. Well, hold on. No, you. no, that's the coordinator is super important when it comes to recruiting, which is the most important thing in college. 
So it'll actually it'll be interesting to see if Patricia learns from this because what he did is try to be what Belichick became. Belichick was right. not the way that Belichick has always been no. in New England. When he joined the Patriots after leaving the yep. Jets, yeah, he, Belichick's always been a little surly and a little bit of a dry sense of humor, but he became more and more right. the Belichick that we've seen he in the last the decade. Hoodie. But he earned that. But yeah, Patricia exactly. didn't. So, Patricia didn't no, earn it and close. and demanded it from day one. Right, and that's not the culture. You got to build that. You <clears throat> exactly. don't get that automatically. Right. And it was kind of funny to see Patricia try and like flip it a little bit because do you remember when he was coaching? Was it the Senior Bowl? Yeah. And then oh, you yeah. had all those clips of him coming out and big personality, charismatic, yeah, joking fun. around with all the players. And it's like, hold on, bro. What the hell was this? It's and it's. It's a so shame. he did the, the opposite Belichick. It, is, it really is a shame the way that it worked out. But as far as him learning, me watching him the last few years, I am pessimistic of the possibility because he seems like a very set-in-his-ways, stubborn person. He seems very entitled Smartest to his guy way in the room being. complex. Him he and does Quinn. not seem his failures in Detroit. I don't think for a minute that he believes are mostly on him. No, you listen to his interviews. And <laughs> listen, I want to be clear. You you, you read the burner tweet. I want <laughs> clearly. I want to be clear. I don't know this man, and I've never spoke to him. I, I am b- based on which is press good for your uh, and what I see criminal record. What I see on TV, which is oh yeah. <laughs> It, obviously, after that it's, kidnapping, the it's a much, it's a, it's a very small window into who someone is, and it's probably unfair for us to judge him on that. But that's what we see, and we're talking about sports, and that was our leader that sucked. So we're going to do it anyways, based on what I know. I, I don't see the growth there. I don't see it happening. No. But the reason I brought this up in the first place was because he is a good reason not to trust as much. A guy like an Eric Bieniemy, because when it's an offensive guy under someone like a Bruce Arians or an Andy Reid, it's similar to a defensive guy under Bill Belichick, right? You don't know how much they know and how much is them right. versus who who's really in charge. Like that's Andy Reid running the offense in case. Yeah, is he not the right, one I don't calling care the plays? What anyway? platitudes? He waxes about Bienemy. That's Andy Reid's offense. Yeah. Everything goes through Reid. Yes. If Bienemy does something that Reid doesn't like, Reid just says no. We're not doing that. You look at Oh, so he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, literally, except he's a coach. So he kinda <laughs> can do that. You look at Salah, it's a, it's the opposite circumstance. He has full control of the defense working for a head coach that runs the offense. Kyle Shanahan always has been and always will be an offensive coach, no matter what role he has in the organization. Salah has full control over the defense. It's entirely his. There's no nitpicking, nobody else's system. It is his. So there is a lot less of ownership in is he going to take all that with him? Are we sure he it's is. not Katie? What's her face? Who's the defensive coach there? Oh, <laughs> stop it. Oh, stop it. We can bring her, though. That'd be cool. I'm fine with that. Be- Becky Hammond. I wish, I wish we could bring their players as well. 
Like, if we could just bring all of the 49ers defensive players. Oh, that'd be nice. Even the hurt ones. That's fine. Um, I'll take most there, too. Like, we can do a, a full swap. Uh, not Jimmy G. But, no, I. that's where I'm much more comfortable like either, with a guy like him than be enemy. But at the end of the day, I'm f- kind of fine with a shot on whoever as long as it's not a proven loser. That's all I don't want. I don't want a proven loser. You give me a young up-and-comer. They don't even have to be young as long as they're an up-and-comer, right? Jeff they Fisher had their shot and failed before. <laughs> eight and eight. Captain of average. I mean, he would be perfect for the Lions. Like, for not what we want, but for what we are. I mean, Jesus, that would be... Oh, my goodness. You better get real comfortable with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Will you stop? Please. Stop. Oh, my goodness. Well, we can bring Don't a college guy in. But I I, I thought this at the beginning of the show. We are all pretty much in agreement on these thoughts, yes? Which thoughts? About where to, thoughts. Get, where, where to get and not get your next head coach. What is okay and what is not okay. Oh yeah, definitely don't want him off eBay. I mean, I mean, no, I, I don't want Jeff Fisher. Are, are you guys locked into a name or just the idea? Like, I'm about the idea. No, I mean, I want I want Salah more than I want anybody else. But I'm not gonna be mad at you know. Some How old's guy, Bill Cower? Depending on who it is, just because it's not him. How old is Cower? Johnson, bring yeah, very Johnson old. Back. Are we sure Bill Cower's very, too old? Very old. But uh, Herm Edwards. Let's see. Stop. Bill Cower, hang on. Bill Cower's only 63. What you talking about? He ain't that old. He ain't that good either. Mm. Got himself a Super Bowl. What? So did a lot of lackluster coaches. Okay, hang on. Bill Cower was a coach for 20 plus years with a very much winning record with the Steelers. He's a pretty damn good coach. Hold on, though. Context of how talented those teams were. Uh, when he took over, not that talented. The Steelers were in a bit of a rut when Bill Cowher took so over. Hold on. He wasn't, Bruce he wasn't Bruce drafting players. Oh, here we go again. The GM versus the head coach. Yes. The GM is more important than the head coach. I'm not saying he's a bad head coach. I'm just saying, like, he's not walking in Detroit and making us a winner with the players we have. Even if he is that good. Like, no, it's not happening. But, you know, he, he did coach the Steelers for 25 years, and in 1992, they were not that and, good of a team. And that's, so, if I... Are, do you guys have names in mind for GM? Like, is there a, a name that you actually like? I mean, I like Riddick. And I've said that for, like, three years. As And he's the wild card. He's the the more random, could be amazing, could be a disaster pick. Which I'm fine with. I, I'm fine with you walking into a bar and hiring a GM. Like, a little bit hyperbole, but I, I'm you don't know what a guy can do until he's in that position. Oh, shit. Hey. Because it's entirely different than anything else. You could take the best personnel guy in the world. It doesn't mean he can handle GM duties. Has Kevin Colbert signed his extension? Because he was there was a while he wasn't signing his extension with Pittsburgh. If we got him, yeah. I would be streaking. Kevin Colbert and Bill Coward. I would be streaking down my street, dude. You steal the Steelers GM like... Back that up. would that be the cool of all coups. I don't have any amount of money. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. When's this article from? 2019. Steelers GM Kevin Colbert will only work on one-year contracts until this he retires. This is what I'm saying. Get this man oh, no, his money. Hold on. So that's more of a he has one foot out the door and on a beach somewhere, not a one foot out the door and the other in Detroit. So as long as we keep paying Whatever, him a lot. Right? Give, give, give me three years of drafts and then. Yeah. Hand it off. You got you got a son in his twenties. <laughs> Why are you like this? 
Mm. Bring him along. Do you have a son? Will Kevin, him. Kevin Culver yep. Jr. Just let him take over. Go enjoy your beach I, with I, an I, extra thirty-five million from the three years. I, there's, I, I just want a guy from an organization. The Steelers are, are where I would look to first, and and not 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 Kevin. I, I don't think. I mean, when he's done with the Steelers, yeah. he's retiring. He's not coming to resurrect the Lions and go out a loser because that's what the Lions are. Uh. I, 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 I'm looking to next man up in Pittsburgh. I'm looking at Dodds in Indy. I I love what they've done. Was it what? You don't like that? No, I mean, why would the next man up in Pittsburgh come here instead of just being the next man up in Pittsburgh? Well, because he doesn't know how long Kevin's going to stay. Maybe he wants to be a GM now. Maybe Kevin has another three, four years. We don't know, right? I'm sure. I'm sure he knows better than us. Well, okay, and if he knows that it's going to be closer to four years than one. Maybe he wants to come. I'm not saying that you're, it's going to happen, but those are the guys you call. I'm calling someone from San Francisco. I'm looking to these teams that have a proven track record of the last five, 10 years of getting talent and making good decisions. And I'm hoping that guy can bring it here. And that's all it is, right? It's hope at the end of the day. I mean, you're not hiring a proven GM. The proven GMs are all hired, and they're not going anywhere. You hired Jerry Jones away from the Cowboys. <laughs> I think you got about as much of a chance of doing that as hiring Kevin. I'm trying to find out how much the Steelers are paying this man for his one year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whatever he wants is how much they're paying We're him. Make it happen. You're so, you no want him so bad. Kevin Colbert to Detroit. Oh, my goodness. You want him so bad. Look, you you look you look at, at continued greatness as far as organizations, and the Steelers are right up there. They've had oh, I, what, I, four I, head the coaches are my in their first choice to take a guy from. There's a three. St- the Steelers are <laughs> the Steelers are my first choice to take a guy from. Like I absolutely, I mean I, I'm, I mean we're wishing why here. not we're reaching and we're you know but. Well, it's not a reach because you're hiring a guy that's not a GM. You're giving him a promotion, so it does it doesn't take. I know it's Detroit, but. You get to come here and entirely build from scratch a team in your own image. You get to hire your own coaches, build your own everything. I you get you can be the guy. I mean, the the GM that brings Detroit any kind of relevance is getting a statue. Like it you can be something and you're getting a promotion to do it. And no one's going to get in your way and tell you different. I mean, that's 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 the good thing about a team like the Lions. Is we always complain that our owners aren't active enough, but our owners don't meddle. So that's attractive as a GM candidate. I get full control football wise over this team. I get to completely mold it the way I want to mold it. I don't have Jerry Jones breathing over my shoulder. I don't have Mark Cuban breathing over my shoulder. It's on me. I get to do what I want. And if I fail, it's on me. That's attractive. The money's good. You get to run the team. You're getting a promotion. And what are you worried about? You're the GM. Now, as a head coach or a player, it's a little different. But a GM, you get to call the shots? Come on. Why not Detroit? Because losing sucks. But it'll be on you if they lose. You're the GM. You get to build the team. or, or, Or we're just cursed. And there's just a haunting in Detroit. I'm not... um, I'm not that superstitious of a person. I I do have an important 
Well, I mean, we kind of did this with the Tigers, except we've already hired our guy. Is there a certain amount of years that you give kind of no matter what? And assuming this is a pretty large-scale finish tearing down, although there's not much further to go, and rebuild, how many years till you got to be in the playoffs? How many years till you got to be contending? Two. Well, uh, zero, because if you come in and your first move is you sign Vitae to $50 million, I don't want you here anyway. What are, what are you? I want, I, want you, I want you fired next week. What are you guys talking about? If you're going to come in and just do some dumb shit? Well, I am nah. obviously out of blatant stuff. Like, yeah, if we take a kicker in the first round and extend Gerard Davis for 10 years, yes, I'm, I'm okay with firing you now. But outside of just complete nonsense, like, how long do you give this guy to build his team? Hopefully progressing uh, a little better every year. And how soon does he have to make the playoffs? Uh, depend on depend on what that nonsense looks like. There's no statute. If I say you got to make the playoffs in three years and then you draft a quarterback and he gets hurt all three years. Well, no, like, I'm, right. I'm not saying That's not you're given an ultimatum. But, like, what are your expectations? If, if, if it's a successful GM, what are you expecting? I don't have any expectations because I don't even know who's going to be on the team. Yeah, it's harder with this one than it is with the like Tigers. There's, like, there's not one player on this team besides, like, maybe Okuda, maybe Swift, who in five years I can be like, oh, they're definitely going to be here. Well, no, I mean, so, like, you take a guy like Taylor Decker. We can't get rid of him because of his contract. Like, he's just Thank here. You. Oh, God, if we start go. talking about linemen, I'm leaving. Oh, it's all linemen. Frank Ragnall's here to stay, right? Maybe, maybe the new GM comes in and he's like, nah, fuck Frank Gregor. He's like one of our only good players. Can we keep him, please? Yeah. Our last GM got rid of our good players. Yeah, look how well that works out. That's I don't have I don't have a response for that. That's just true. And now I'm sad again. Now we're back to the beginning of the podcast. The dismantling of a good team. So goddamn sad. And all of those good players are laughing at us now. Even the bad players are laughing at us now. <laughs> no, no, they're you not laughing Ebron. at us. They're not laughing at us. They are laughing at their former head coach. That's true. That's fair. And they are that's dancing fair. on this man's grave. That that gif of the people carrying the casket and dancing, that's all of them carrying it's, Patricia's it's insane. fat ass the, the out list, of Detroit. The list, R.I.P. Bozo. the list of egregious, unconscionable <laughs> mistakes that Bob Quinn made is very long. Like, it's a very lengthy list. But I still don't think anything possibly tops him shipping off Quandre Diggs for a fifth-round pick. peanuts. I and I that was I went live after that, didn't I? That was the one I went live. I'm pretty yeah, sure. When you're in your car. Yeah, I was so mad. <laughs> I was in my car and I was like, "Dude, I'm just I'm going live. I I don't know what else to do. I'm I'm gonna kill this man in cold blood." Like that was where I think it was AJ earlier said is a good thing that I didn't know uh, Matt Patricia in real life, but it, it probably is a good thing that I don't know Bob Quinn in real life after that goddamn trade. It was so unbelievable. And I don't even remember what garbage he drafted with that pick, but it was garbage. And it was a safety, too. Oh, it's so bad, man. It's so sad. But it's gone. Forever, right? Like, Bob Quinn's never coming back. So, I don't know. When do we expect this hire? Safety? I thought thought that's where they took Penasini. Or no, it might have been a safety. I could be wrong. I'm curious. I'm not... I mean, he's made so many mistakes. I can't keep track of everyone. It's too much. It's far too much. 
So when do we? Uh, the one good. Like when do we expect this higher? Like because we got the whole season still to finish out. Oh, um, March. I'll say March. No, February. No, we'll say February because they got to get it early enough to. They got to get it early enough because of the draft. Although the draft, no, I don't think the draft's even being pushed back. Um, I'll, it's February. We'll get it in February. We'll get it around Super Bowl time. All right, so we got no GM right now. Bevel's the interim head coach. The team sounds happy that their now former head coach is gone. Oh, they're thrilled. Is there anything Bevel does that matters this year? Or not? No. Because there's no GM, and so Wait, whoever comes hold on. in is going not, to... Not unless you define, get the GM from Seattle. Define matters. The team plays for him. The team plays well for him. Hell, the team wins out from here. You're saying matters Brian, for him staying Flores. with this organization? Yes. No, okay. absolutely not. So Bevel's gone no matter what as well. I would turn my back on the new GM hire so god dang fit. That's the nonsense that Ryan was talking about. You come in and you retain Bevel in any capacity outside of run game coordinator. If you want him to be like your run game coordinator, then I'll say, all right, all right maybe. Maybe. But even that's a stretch. Way too many halfback dives. Um, no, your new GM comes in and keeps Bevel in any capacity, anyone on the staff in any capacity, and I want him fired immediately. So there's not a single coach a, on this staff what, you want what to about, keep. What about no. Coombs, Hell the, no. the special teams coach? Hell no. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. No linebackers coach, secondary like. coach, none of them. You don't care. No. <laughs> Definitely clean, not the complete linebackers clean. Oh, God. Hold on. Jerron Davis. No. Jerron Davis has reinvented himself as a defensive end. Okay. And he o- well, maybe he can coach the linebackers. He only whiffs like sixty <laughs> percent of his tackles now. It's improvement of some sorts. It's oh, that, that's one thing Bob Quinn did. Didn't he decline Davis's fifth year option after drafting him? Well, he knew it was a mistake. That was a goddamn mistake. Garbage. Like, couldn't you at least draft Reuben Foster and let him crime himself out of your team? <laughs> like, then, I, like, come on. I, I miss the days of drafting the Titus Youngs. Like, at least they were good players. And I got to be like, you know what? It was kind of a miss, but the talent was there. And your talent evaluation was good, and I'm okay with Is that. Is he still in the league? No. What? Titus Young. He's been in the league <laughs> in 10 years. For like five years. What? So, how is he a good he player? Might. Well, he's not not in the league because he wasn't a good player. Is because he has severe mental disabilities. I think that. Him... <laughs> okay. He was a great player. He just. So is Antonio Brown. He's in the league. <laughs> he had worse than Antonio Brown mental disabilities. This is bad. Uh, he, he he just had confidence. So he had. Confidence coming in day one. I'm better than Calvin Johnson. No, for real. Throw me the goddamn right, ball. Bro. Calvin's a bum. R- miss it running routes like wrong on it's purpose. So un- We've talked about that in podcast before. It's so unbelievable. You are in. You are mad that Calvin Johnson is getting the ball more than you, and you are purposely running the wrong route in NFL football games. What is wrong with you besides the obvious? Like, holy shit. So unbelievable. It's That's pretty. That was. Yeah, man. He, he had talent, though. He really did. Was, oh, no. He was. 
he didn't even play in 2013, but he was on the Rams and he was on their practice squad and then never got <laughs> never got to the game. That's what I said, man. Like it was he has not it's been so long. It's been so long since he was in the league. Matt, is he still in the league? No. Well, you talk about how he's a good player, and I'm like, I don't think he was that good of a player. He's not, I've heard he was, of him fucking forever. He, no, he, he was released. He was released from prison on December 19, 2009. <laughs> so about two years ago. Was he hanging out with Kalen Lucas? My man. Well, he went to a. No, it's uh, it was Keith Appling. <laughs> oh, right? He, he yeah, went to a Kalen mental was. hospital for a bit, didn't he? Uh, Keith Appling with AK-47s <laughs> in his trunk. Listen, uh, what are you doing? This is, this is like the one. <laughs> it's crazy how like this has been a miserable year. Twenty twenty has been obviously a god awful year for so many reasons. But the one good thing that has come out of twenty twenty is that Detroit has hope for the future because it. That's how you know. With, with no three hope. of our four, with actually all four of our teams, but new hope with three of our four professional teams. It's kind of nice. It's a beautiful thing. It hope is. is a beautiful it, thing. It, it is. We haven't had hope. In the longest time. I've had oh, hope for my professional teams since really 2013. The Tigers were my last team I had hoped for. It's cool because... Your Lakers just won the championship. We're fraud. talking about Detroit. We're talking team. about Detroit. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a championship in 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only one with more teams than Matt is Dylan. No, but my team but stay least, my team. Yeah, I was I just going to say, at least Matt doesn't change his. He cheats by having, like, a ton of them, but... At, at least Matt's team... Uh, no, he doesn't change are, them. My, but my teams actually make sense teams. for why my team's freaking Dylan yeah, that's, is, like, that the too. sports version of House of Pain. Jump around. Like, it's like, all right, Matt, why do you like Arizona and MSU? Oh, you went to both schools? That makes a lot of sense. Dylan, why do you like Buffalo? Oh, you like to wear shorts in the winter. Oh, okay. <laughs> So correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but is Dylan kind of a bandwagon fan in a lot of ways? Kind of, because I've never what like yeah, I've but, never but kind of bandwagons. Like, like he doesn't I jump kn- on winning teams, right? So like so the one that baffles <laughs> well, he me the jumps most. on the up and comers that he thinks are going like, to be good. He's definitely a fan of of Illinois, but he's never That's what right. I was say, Matt, that's exactly who he's I was always say. wrong. I've never heard him talk about Illinois until this year. And they right. supposedly have a really good basketball team. And, so I'm like, huh, that makes sense. And like a year ago, it was Iowa and their football team. He's always been a Purdue basketball fan. Oh, no, no, sorry, Purdue football fan. No, not no. Basketball. no. <laughs> he, not basketball the one team he will never be a fan of is the Matt Painter team. Right. As soon as Matt Painter leaves, he'll be an all Purdue fan. The best was <laughs> the Sixers Buffalo fandom. fan. The Sixers fandom was by far the oh best to me. But why are we talking like, about a just, guy that's not even here? Because it's hilarious, and he's a big part of our sporting life. So it, and he's here in spirit, and he's here sometimes. So real quick before we get to the, to our uh, our picks, Ryan, you, you had mentioned something earlier this week. There are what three teams in college football this year that have two wins against the top fifteen? Is yeah, that right? Buddy. There's three teams. Who who? Is there? It's the the, the elite the elite teams, teams of college teams football, right? Alabama's playoff. one of them, right? And who's the other? Mm-hmm. Georgia. Georgia, then yep, who's the third? The Georgia team. Uh, Michigan State. <laughs> All playoff teams. Uh, one of these teams is not like the others. <laughs> but it's like Gordon Hayward, a, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. A crazy dominant, you know, in, in the first half 
decisive, you know, first half for the Spartans, and then hanging on at the end with a uh, some uh, some extra defense to kind of put a little icing on the cake. But uh, man, we've had trouble with Northwestern when we've had good teams. How the hell do you explain this one? Well, at first it was like seventeen zero. You uh, a real long pass play, and. The, the defense played kind of <laughs> right. like out of their minds against Northwestern. Rocky, he was two for eight for 90 yards and two touchdowns at one <laughs> point. Two, two, <laughs> two completions, both touchdowns. The best stat line I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, the, the defense, they they can play up sometimes. Like, even in the Rutgers game, the defense played well. It's just that the offense kept giving right. the ball away. So, Rutgers would start literally like they were starting at the 50-yard line. Like, the average for their possessions. Uh, so I know they gave up 38 points, but the defense didn't play that bad. Obviously, it played good against Michigan, and they played, uh, you know, pretty lights out against Northwestern. They just have these weird games where they decide to play up. Uh, and they, Shakur Brown had what two two picks. Um, the defense in total, I think, had three interceptions. Uh, so you know, definitely some definitely some turnover luck there too, but. I mean that's that's how you won the game, and you even saw it on the on the last, right the last play, which was the the lateral that Northwestern tried. You know, it's kind of fitting that it ended with the defensive touchdown, because that's the that's the reason they won the game because they went up seventeen zero, and then they scored six points the rest of the game. We talked about this team before the season. You know, I said two wins. I thought was the ceiling, maybe three. We got two wins, and they're both against. They were at the time both teams were top fifteen when we played them. What a ridiculous! If this is the way the season ends, Michigan State has two wins, and these are the two wins. That's a. I don't think I've seen a season like that from a team with only two wins. Now Ohio State's next three wins. Uh, are we even sure that game's happening? Uh, well, they said uh, they said Ohio State like reopened their facility. They did, or let and it's go on the picks. It is expected to happen. It is not for sure. So Ohio State doesn't know what they're getting themselves into. Is it part of our picks, Paul, or did you man up and it put is. Louisiana no, it is. versus App State in there? Well, that game is also in our did, picks. They're did actually you put both Liberty in our picks. versus Coastal Carolina nine and zero. I did not put that one. one. You pussy. no, no, I didn't put that one. An eighteen um, and one it, combined record between the two teams, and they're not worthy of our picks. It will probably it may replace a game that doesn't happen, but it's not on our picks. Vaginas. AJ, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Just developing situation. Yeah, I I saw. He was googling Antoine Simmons because people in that part. I didn't even hear you say Antoine Simmons, so I have no idea who that is. See, I bet I bet you don't. (laughs) And it's probably not a name that I would Google. No, that that that's right. (laughs) Well, you also wouldn't know how to spell it. You You and your uh, you and your quarterback. Not no, he's not our quarterback. He is. He, sure, he is. No, no, our quarterback is Cade. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, just like Cade Michigan now. people to claim the white man. Slow Listen, down. Hold on. You, you just generalized that. me in that statement, and I don't appreciate that <laughs> at all. Because I was a very big Joe Milton supporter, and still think that he could be good if they work with him. Listen, but I don't think he'll ever you, overtake Cade at this point. If if Joe was playing quarterback for your team, you'd be racist too. No, no, that's not, that's, <laughs> please cut that from this cast. Oh, of be. course it's getting cut. I know it's that's getting, getting cut. cut. Don't worry. Even I know that's getting no, cut. What I said is getting cut too. Don't worry. 
<laughs> you guys. Uh, all right, we should get to the picks. Yeah, picks. Yeah, picks. Oh, perfect for you, Matt. It's it's we're we're gonna kick off with Louisiana and App State for you. Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Wait a ranked. second. Hold on a second. Did I just hear Liberty's name mentioned? Yeah. Are they not on this list? They're not on the list. They're not on this they list. On no, this they're list. not on this list. You could have given me Matt an is... opportunity to pick my current college one time, and you didn't. No, Paul doesn't know why you'd have any connection with your college, apparently. I would have picked. Oh, That's what we learned man, tonight. I would have picked Liberty. <sighs> Hugh Freeze, baby. Oh, man. I am a proud <laughs> alumnus. Why would you want to watch that? <laughs> He's not going to watch. Don't let him fool you. No, we're not. We're only we. Liberty is a backup game if one of these games gets canceled. It is first in line. So if why don't we go ahead and make canceled. that pick on the cast in case it does get canceled? So we're not scrambling and then it's just random. Because you're gonna be well, mad when you get it right. You're gonna be mad no, when wouldn't. you get it right and it doesn't count. No, I wouldn't. Because if it if it's a backup game, Nepal, that means it's actually better than all of these games. That's but it what? can't start no. at quarterback if it's labeled a tight end. Or it can't start at tight end if it's labeled a quarterback, even though it's a backup. Can't well, start at Well, if it was uh, on the cast of picks for the entire year, Paul would be undefeated. If we picked Liberty every week. Are you, are you good? Are you guys done? Yeah, we're just waiting for you to start. All right. The ranked, unlike Liberty, Rage and Cajuns, traveling... I believe to Appalachian State, if this is not a neutral field game. Pretty sure. It's it a home not. game for App State. App State. And App State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the ranked Cajuns. I Friday night game, anything. by the way. I couldn't tell you anything about either one of these teams. I love the Raging Cajuns name. I love that Appalachian State beat Michigan, and you can still hear the call in your head. <laughs> My my hate's gonna win out. Give me the Mountaineers. Uh, normally, my hate would be right there with you, Ryan, because <laughs> that is one of my favorite upsets in college sports history. However, you know that was my brother's State... first collegiate football game. No. Yep. Are you serious? <laughs> Quit after that was that? his first yeah. collegiate football game. Uh, I feel bad now. Maybe and not what was it? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, no, it's fine. 2007. Okay, so 2017. Yeah. His buddy was in town. We were getting ready to uh, watch the Michigan game. And Jordan tells me, he goes, yeah, the guy on our couch right now, that was the kicker that day. <laughs> so, what? yeah. So we were talking. So I was talking to him. And he's like, yeah. He goes, you know, you, you would like to be known for a lot, you know, more optimistic things. But Well, at least he didn't miss the No, and he said, he goes, he goes, honestly, he goes, I did everything I was supposed to do. And he goes, like ESPN so called me for an interview this week. Like I've gotten more like infamy and publicity out of that one block kick than I probably would have gotten my whole career. No, I, then, I mean, then if he made it and everyone's like, Oh, thank God we right. beat App State. It, it would have been, I mean, if he just shanked the kick, it would have been so different. Oh yeah. I mean, probably death threats and stuff because yeah. that's the age that we live right. in. But no, I. It was blocked, man. I mean, nothing you can do. Nothing, it's not, and it's not like he. It's not like he kicked it into the line or something. Like it was just his normal kick and just got blocked to oblivion. Just blocked it. <laughs> well, so speaking anyways, of Matt, defense, sorry about that. defensive stands, 
If there's a reason that App State doesn't cover, doesn't flat out win this game, it's because the Louisiana Raging Cages defense can shut down that App State running game and their quarterback cannot pick up the slack. I am betting on that Louisiana Raging Cajun defense to do exactly that, and I'm picking them for an outright win, obviously covering the the minus two for App State. So give me the Raging Cajuns. Two and a half. Two and a half. Man, I, Get an extra. I, I don't know enough about either of these teams, but I do know that App State has had a good program. Um, I, I feel like, you know, when Michigan lost to App State, it wasn't like App State was a nobody. That was actually a pretty good team. They just still should not have lost. That's not an, that's not a Paul excuse. <laughs> that's just App State was a good team, but Michigan should have beat them. Um, so in that instant, for whatever reason, I was just talking about because I lost my train of thought. Um, I'm I'm gonna pick App State to cover. If only the backup quarterback would have yeah, played right. that game. But not if he's labeled a tight end. So you guys picking App State is actually going to make Matt the lone dissenter on this one. Uh, Don, myself, we agree. App State all day. Uh, It's really cool that the Raging Cajuns are ranked. They're not going to be ranked next week, but it's still pretty cool. Like they've had their run and it's nice. Uh, I, I do find it interesting, Matt, you talked about their defense. And I've talked on this podcast so much about never trusting a non power five defense. Ever because they're so bad and they always let you down. Cincinnati's like the closest thing to an exception, and they will still let us down in the end. Um, gonna be App State for me. All right, moving on to more disappointments. Uh, Michigan State might be playing a game this week. Who? What? <laughs> Disappointment. Yes. We got two top fifteen yep. wins, baby. Your only two wins. What are you talking about? Hey, they tell me where those teams are. Same amount of wins Michigan. How many you got? Tell me where those. Teams are ranked at the end of the um, season. Michigan State and Michigan are the got? exact same team at this point uh, of the season. Michigan State hosting Ohio State, fourth-ranked Ohio State mm-hmm. this week, uh, 24-point home dogs. Well, no Ohio, no Ryan Day. Ohio State usually doesn't like to beat us down too bad. Give me Michigan State to cover. Yeah, so this is really up to Ohio State. How bad do they want to beat us down, and how badly do we want to beat down ourselves? If we don't have any turnovers, yeah, we'll stay inside 24 points. So let's hope that Ohio State is feeling generous and we actually come to play. So why not? Let's roll with the Spartans. Look, the words generous and Ohio State are never going to be said in the same sentence ever. Well, not against Michigan. Well, but even Michigan State, like Ryan Day or no Ryan Day, Ohio State is going to wax Michigan State. The question is by how many. Could possibly double this spread. So, I'm going to take Ohio State to cover. Damn! You're talking a 50-point win! That means that... It's definitely possible. You're talking Ohio State scoring seven touchdowns and not giving up one. That's very possible. Especially since we've seen the quarterback play from Michigan State. Thank so they sleepwalks I, to a nice twenty-eight to seven victory. Yep. We all go home. <laughs> I, I do. Ag- I do agree with you and Don. Uh, this is our temporary head coach's audition for after the Lions hire Ryan Day. Uh, he he has to put up as many points as possible. This has to be embarrassing. He's he's going for the hundred to nothing game. Uh, no way, Ohio no, State doesn't cover this. Ryan Day. Ryan Day might show mercy. Our this man. This man is playing for a contract. 
This man is is Flynn. All right, Flynn against the Lions. This is going to be ugly, very ugly for Michigan State. <laughs> I got Ohio State by fifty-four. Uh, Ohio State or Jesus, Oklahoma State, uh, the other OSU, fifteenth-ranked Oklahoma State, despite. The most disappointing game of the season, I think, for anybody, honestly. I mean, to lose the way they lost to Oklahoma in you get boat race? Who could have seen that coming? Oh wait, I did. Non-competitive fashion. It's it was bad. It was bad news, Bears. But they're favored this week over a Jackal and Hyde TCU team, but only by two and a half points. And TCU is at home. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like the spread. I don't like that it's only two and a half. It makes me think something fishy is going on. I don't even like Mike Gundy that much. Give me the Horn Frogs. Better colors, too. Yeah, it's Mr. Hyde showing up this weekend for the TCU Horn Frogs. They're going to be big and angry. And that I'm going to do it, Paul. I know you hate it. I'm going to do it. That defense is going to show up against Oklahoma State. And I'm rolling with the Horn Frogs. Those defense led by the webhead. They're a, I know it's the Big 12, but they're technically a Power 5 team. So that's okay. You can say that. With Big so, 12 even. That's generous. This is one of those games where I either gain a game or grow my deficit larger. And I'm going to take OSU. Speaking of which, Speaking you of never deficits. told us how Speaking we Speaking of did. deficits. Well, we had everything kind of got derailed yeah, and jacked right. up. Uh, last week... Matt took last place. Yeah, it was bad. But it wasn't that bad. You went 500, actually. It wasn't that bad. It it was bad. (laughs) Everyone else was a game better than Matt. It was very just across the board. Everyone was a game better than Matt. Matt was 500, and we all just just above that mark. Uh, Matt still retains first place. Two-game lead over yours truly. Ryan, sole possession of third, hanging on by a thread. And one game back from Ryan, we got Don and AJ bringing up the rear. Two games under 500. Ryan is a perfect 500, by the way. How so how better than far Ryan. am I behind Matt? Sorry, six games. It's oh, not it's right. not like terrible. No, no. We it's still got so I still got a ways to go. You can OSU make up this ground. Especially when I go ten and uh, zero this week. Still, <laughs> still worse than a, Dude, we a got coin like 80 flip. Games left. <laughs> a still worse left. than a coin flip. Uh, you are maybe, going maybe against the grain, eight. AJ. Like at least years, but... the Don, Ryan, and Matt grain. Don also on TCU this week. Uh, listen, Mike Gundy cannot possibly disappoint again the way he did at Oklahoma. Have you, is have you this seen that spread? Ball? Of course, again. This spread have is. Have you seen his shirt choices? Artificially <laughs> low because of that game. But TCU is not Oklahoma, and it's going to be Jackal this week as they get raced. Uh, this spread is the craziest to me. I think this is bonkers. Um, Twelfth so. ranked Indiana is a 14-point road dog to 16th-ranked Wisconsin. No Penix. Which I think Wisconsin's a very good team. Oh, shit, that's right. No Penix. Yeah, I know. No Penix. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> however you say it. I thought it was going to be a close game, but you're right. No no Penix. Mm. All right, give me Wisconsin, then. That's that's enough to sway me. I don't even know who the backup <laughs> is. That's what I was thinking, too. And Ramsey, and Ramsey transferred just to lose to Michigan State like a bitch, so... Oh my God! What Give me Wisconsin. So, so, so no yeah, panic. That wasn't clear. You got a transfer from Utah and Jack Tuttle. Not a bad quarterback, and he's going to have a chance to show it. He's going to have to show it yes, because man. Wisconsin, their run defense is 
pretty legit, and I don't think Indiana's run offense is going to do enough to pick up that slack. I, Indiana's losing this football game, but I don't think it's going to quite be by 16. So I will roll with the Hoosiers. 14. 14 even. 13-point loss, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't sure. I had thought I heard that Penix was injured and then confirmed on Twitter. Yeah, no, he, he tore his ACL. Dead. He yeah. He's literally dead. Yeah. So, like, when I confirmed that, I was like, because when I first saw the spread, I was like, no way. That makes no sense to me. But then, with Penix being the difference maker that he can be, not being in the game, like, this is a tall task for a backup quarterback to come in and and do in Wisconsin. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did Wisconsin lose last week? Uh, no, they week did before. lose. I don't know if it was last week. They lost against Northwestern. Yeah, did not look very week- good, right? Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Like, I, I think the ship. Game. I think the ship's righted. I I, I think. Um, I think Wisconsin's quarterback, his name is escaping me, but I think he's a really good quarterback. Graham Mertz. Yeah, I I think they beat him by, you know, two scores at least. I think Wisconsin covers. Uh, Don also thinks Wisconsin covers. Uh, I. It's weird because it usually doesn't happen with Big Ten quarterbacks. Holy balls is Penix overrated at this point. I guess it does. Like Adrian, he's got that Adrian Martinez bump, the guy who sucks and lost his job this year. Um, he's not like anything yet. Everyone is on this guy. Like he's some star in the making. Yeah, well, maybe he threw, what, five touchdowns against Ohio State. Like And I mean he did I mean, thrash Michigan secondary. He so. did he did have a good game against Michigan State. Oh, thrashing Michigan secondary, something that I think Don no, no. could walk Ohio out of the State, hot tub though, and do. Throwing five touchdowns um, against Ohio State secondary. Ohio State's defense is nothing special this year either. But no, I listen, how about so six if you have a good game, it just doesn't count. Nope. How about six That's of nineteen against Maryland? How about Maryland's mighty defense, six and nineteen? How about literally every other game he's played? He is you want to talk about Jackal and Hyde, and he's more Jackal. He is not an accurate quarterback yet. <laughs> He is not. What is this jackal that you keep saying? Field. <laughs> I don't know, but I like how I've turned jackal. Hyde into the good side of Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> like Jekyll's technically the good side. Yeah, I just said Hyde because they're going to get big. And it's, uh, it's I'm Jekyll, J E Y K E L. It's Jekyll. It's not Jackal. That's what I'm saying. No, it's not. I don't think there's that first Y. Isn't it J E K Y? Okay, sure. That might be it, but I know it's not Jackal. That's that's what I'm saying. It's definitely not Jackal. It's not That's what you're. What it's saying. not what you're saying. It's not what you're saying. <laughs> he's, you know, he's saying it just with a Michigan accent. It's is not important. Penix severely overrated. Tuttle not a terrible quarterback. There is no way in the world that Indiana loses this game by 14 points. It's not. And I think Wisconsin is a super good team. Indiana's not losing this game by 14 points. Uh, we have two super not good teams to close out our Why would you slate. pick two super not good teams? Why don't you pick two good the team the game with has an because, 18 and because 1 we always, record. We always pick our teams. Oh dear god. I mean Michigan State. And Michigan. You guys are playing? Michigan well, is playing. There'll be a team on the field whether they're playing or not is a different story. That's fair. Uh, Talia. That's fair. Talia, come on down. Michigan is a 5-point favorite over Maryland and I want to stress <laughs> that at this moment Joe Milton is playing quarterback for Michigan. This is very relevant to this game. Michigan is a five-point home favorite over Maryland with none other than Joe Milton, the quarterback. 
No, Michigan is horror awful. So you're not about to give them you're not about to give them five points against you know fucking anybody. He's picking Maryland because Talia Tungavaloa is going to just destroy that lack of secondary that the Michigan Wolverines trout out under the field every single Saturday. I don't care that Joe Milton is sucking it up at quarterback. All that's going to do is give Talia more chances to throw for like seven touchdowns against that ridiculously bad Michigan secondary. That's why he's going to pick the did, Maryland. Did you Terrapins. just say? Did you just say he's tearing it up every Saturday? No, he. No, what? No. He didn't. No, I did not. What did you say about Talia? I said he's going to tear up your secondary. I said that your oh. shitty secondary that you throw out there every Saturday. I thought you said he's been tearing no, up. Like no, been no, 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 no. He's going to tear okay. up your lack of secondary. Yeah. All right, that's fine. You can say that. I'm like 95% sure that Ryan's going to roll with the Terrapins here. Especially with Cade probably... not at quarterback for Michigan. It's so sad. Yeah, it just makes it. Just really hard to pick you guys when you know that Milton's back there. <laughs> Look, Milton could come out and set the world on fire, and Michigan could still not cover. I think Michigan loses this game. If Cade was playing, I think they cover. I think it is absolutely that important. I think Joe is absolutely that terrible. And not only is he terrible, but he's so bad that he's lost confidence in himself, which it's bad enough to have one of those things, like be terrible or not have confidence. When you're terrible and don't have confidence, and can't see the field. It's a disaster. I mean, it's absolutely a disaster. I am literally hoping that we see Dan Villari. And you guys don't know who that is. He is a true freshman that was offered extremely, extremely late in the process, had no Power 5 offers, but uh, J.D. Johnson, our four-star quarterback commit, had to medically retire and could not play football anymore. Um, I believe it was a heart condition. And uh, so we ended up with Dan Villari, who good under the radar prospect but i mean come on dude no power five offers uh and i would rather see that than joe milton tom brady was drafted 199th overall i'm just saying under the radar prospect can work mm-hmm. out sometimes back up back up always better it, i i i'm joe milton has taken the fun out of watching football for me then don't watch like even even being i can't not i can't do that uh even being terrible like at least watching Cade, it's like he's competent and he's going to be here for a couple of years and it's something. It's something to build off of. Joe is – it's so I, – I have not felt this way watching Michigan football since – literally since Richrod. It's it's that bad. And it's not – it's literally entirely on Joe. Uh, moving on. We're done with college. Um, a team that we spent an hour talking about today – for all of the right and wrong reasons today, uh, Detroit gets their rebound game. First game after a breakup. And it's interesting because we had a quarterback change in Chicago. Again, Mitch Trubisky, who is... Joe Milton against the entire NFL, except, except <laughs> when he plays Detroit, where he then becomes Patrick Mahomes. And someone who was drafted after him. I It's wild. It's wild, dude. Honestly, it's crazy how much he tears our ass up when when he's so bad. But Patricia's gone. Can we write the ship as three point dogs? 
no. I've seen this dance too many times to think we're going to go ahead and beat Mitch Trubisky. Absolutely not. But you haven't seen it without Patricia, Ryan. And there's a chance that these boys are so damn happy to be playing football without this asshole trying to tell them how to live their lives. They might come play football and actually might be inside of three points. The Bears don't have a great offense. Even when the fact that Mr. Bisky looks otherworldly most of the time against us. But no, I still can't pick them. <laughs> oh, I you had me. You had I'm me. I'm trying to talk myself into it. But I can't do it. You, you can't the pick Bears. who? Oh, you got the Bears. Okay. So here's what I'm trying to understand. Like, maybe it's just the Packers defense is that bad, but... You had a really good game from David Montgomery, and Trubisky had a pretty good game Sunday night. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I just saw the stats. I didn't watch. But, like, 275, three touchdowns, right? Like, am I not? Doesn't sound terrible. I'm just just on the box. Sounds like garbage time. It does sound a little bit like garbage time. Well, I mean, I understand that they were. Which is what it was. I understand they were down, but, I mean, Montgomery still had, like, what, 100. 20 something rushing yards and a touchdown regardless. Well, it's crazy what happens when they're all line run blocks. Well, yeah, and I, and I think that it I think maybe the the narrative there is the Packers defense is just that bad as opposed to maybe Well, no, so hold on. The Packers were up 41 to 10 entering the fourth quarter. Let's not make this something it's not. Okay. Well, that's what I said. I just saw the stats. I didn't see the game. points in the fourth. Right. Like I didn't see the game. So, obviously, there's... I mean, Trubb still threw a couple picks and averaged, like, four or five yards an attempt. He's atrocious. Yeah. Um, Montgomery's good, though. He's a good NFL football player. Just not a bad team. Yes, I agree. Tried to trade for him. Guy shut me down. Um, Regardless of that, um, that completely flipped my narrative. So, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Lions. I know that the history is there with Trubisky and the Lions, um, but maybe this refreshed attitude that Bevel is preaching and playing with their hair on fire and playing fun and free, maybe they go and get a win against Chicago like they should have had the very first game of the season this year. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and take the Lions to win outright. Yeah, Ryan... I never thought you'd be the lone dissenter against the Lions. I mean, I you do not. not. Matt picked Matt the, Bears? the Bears. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. true. Matt, AJ Matt did what was going to pick the Lions. He actually talked and then himself into out. it. I couldn't yeah, do it. I, I, no, I, I let you I, all yeah, talk I, me I, on Matt, the Sunday on, night game into it. it. That's true. Uh, no, I Chicago is a terrible football team, and I've been beating this drum forever, and I believe I'm going to get a nice payoff on a bet, actually pretty shortly from Chicago. Um, and I got odds on that bet, like three to one or some shit. Um, yeah, that was bad bet, Dylan, buddy. Uh, Chicago's a Wait, terrible what football bet is team. This one? And I, I under, uh, the Chicago would get to nine wins or something. Oh no. Was that no, this year? Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were like five and one when we made the bet. So oh, that's right. <laughs> they would forget. They had a really hot start and I was calling them a bottom five football team all year. Uh, but anyway, because they're a trash can. Detroit is terrible as well. But I do think Detroit is going to get that breakup bump. They're hitting the street for the first time in a while, and they're just excited to let it rip. And they got kind of a weight off their shoulders. There's less than zero expectation. Nothing matters from here on out. And those players, 
one thing that I they are very well aware of and do want to flip the narrative on is this Trubisky roasting the Lions stuff. And it's true. It's, it's not a it, narrative. Well, it's it's real, <laughs> but he's a terrible quarterback, and he is going to look like what he is against Detroit. Chicago's going to lose this game, and it's going to be really dumb because a lot of people are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, wow, it was just Matt Patricia. Well, that's not the case. The Bears are just a bad football team, and we're going to have a little bounce in our step. But no, I, I don't see Chicago even winning this football game, letting alone winning by more than a field goal. Moving on to games that actually impact the NFL, uh, we got Cleveland Browns, who've been on here quite a bit this year, and somehow find themselves with a very respectable record. I want to say they're 8-3. and three. They are. They cannot have a yep. losing record this year. It's more than not having a losing record. They have like a really solid record. They're eight and three, uh, but they're five and a half point dogs to the guy we talked about a little bit on podcast today, Mike Vrabel and his Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's just because I don't like Baker or Cle- Cleveland, the city in general. I'm still not buying what the Browns are selling, and Derrick Henry coming off a three touchdown game. He probably could have had four, and then Tannehill decided to steal one from him in the rushing category. This is the part of the year where defenses just get worn down because they're tired, and then you still see Derrick Henry running at you. And I know you have Miles Garrett to kind of combat that, but you only have Miles Garrett. Give me the Titans here. Uh, yeah, the Browns are still a pretender. The Titans are not. Uh, give me the Titans all day over the Browns on this one. Oh, man. Tennessee, I think, is really solid. Really solid. This is another one of those games I feel like it's kind of a sneaky one. Now, don't overthink it. Baker's about to throw for, like, four picks. Maybe, but he might also <laughs> throw for four touchdowns. Um, I'm going to dissent and go with Cleveland to cover. Not necessarily win, but to cover. Well, you and Don are going to be wrong because this is <laughs> – the lock them up, bet your house lock of the week. Okay. Like, padlocks on the door, house is a safe. Oh, shit. Can I switch my Cleveland. bet to Cleveland? Cleveland is not <laughs> a good football team. They have the biggest fake news record, even worse than Chicago's 5-1 and one start. Or about as bad, we'll say. They've beat one team with even half a pulse. Seven of their eight wins. Listen to these teams. The Bengals are two of them. The Washington football team. The Cowboys. The Texans. The Eagles. The Jags. In all, most of these, they've eked out. But all of them. They, they, hardly any of these were convincing. Like, you're eking out wins against the muck of the NFL. You got waxed by the Ravens, waxed by the Steelers, double-digit loss to the Raiders. You have looked good one game this season, and that was against the Colts. Tennessee is going to win this game by as many points as they want. And that's what Derrick Henry running wild is they don't throw a single pass in the second half. It, ravaging. It's going to be disgusting. About whatever you want in Tennessee. New Orleans and the Taysom Hill show must go on. It doesn't stop for anybody. It doesn't stop for COVID or lack of quarterbacks on other teams. Taysom Hill 
just runs on and on and on. Three-point road favorites over Atlanta. Taysom Hill leading New Orleans. Tell me why you hate him so much, Ryan. Uh, I hate him so much. He had 16 passes last game for 78 yards. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, talk about you know quarterbacks who can't throw. Um, Jesus Christ. I don't like Taysom Hill. I don't I don't like the Falcons either, but last week they put an absolute beat down on the Raiders with forty three to six. Uh and not that the Saints didn't beat the down the Broncos, but with Taysom Hill, they don't allow their other players to their other best players to, you know, kinda of do what they're capable of. Michael Thomas only four catches for fifty yards. Alan Kamara, uh, you know, didn't have the type of game that he usually has with Drew Brees. Lucky for them, Latavius Murray ran wild. I don't really see that happening this week. I'm actually going to take Atlanta to win this game and to shut off the Taysom mania, uh, much like Tebow mania was shut off. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Because if there's one thing the Saints know how to do, it doesn't matter how much the Falcons beat down the Raiders. The Saints know how to beat up this Atlanta Falcons team. Their mm-hmm. defense knows what to do. Their offense knows what to do, even without the great Drew Brees in this case. Uh, I'm No, I, I don't trust those fools out in Atlanta for one bit. No chance. They had a great showing last week. Congratulations. It'll be the only time this year. Give me who that. So I think it was like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, the New Orleans defense just completely locked down this Atlanta offense, uh, which really benefited me in fantasy football. And I'm hoping in this week 13 <laughs> double points week that we have in my league because we have two matchups. That they do such oh, oh. so absurd. Okay. A, a very same. It's a double point week because the six seed in the playoffs is the team that doesn't qualify for the playoffs but scores the most points in the league. Um. So I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Chaos. <laughs> it is chaos, but once you're in it, you kind of understand and and go for it. So I New Orleans defense. I think has to perform the way they did a few weeks ago in order to give Taysom Hill even a shot because they're not going to win on the right arm of Taysom Hill. So I'm going to bet on that defense and I'm going to pick New Orleans to cover. They just played. Right. And Taysom Hill shredded the Falcons. Like they just did this. We just watched this. This is part due. Like, this is not some unknown. You act like Taysom Hill can't throw. He literally shred the Falcons through the air. Terrible secondary, by the way. Absolutely get torn up by it. I, it's unfathomable what they did to the Raiders last week. That was a blip. That was a blip that you should never bet on. We just watched this game. 24-9. to 9. I mean, what are you going to tell me? They didn't prepare for Taysom Hill? Like, all right, what does that mean? You guys tell me he sucks. He can't throw the ball. He shred this team. And that was, he didn't need or get a lot of help from his team. He just shred them. Uh, New Orleans is way better than Atlanta. Taysom Hill, they use Taysom Hill exactly how they need to. They take what the defense gives him. Last week, he didn't throw the ball because they pounded Denver in the running game and they didn't need to throw the ball, and he had two touchdowns on the ground himself. They will do what they need to do. They're going to win this game, and they're going to win it by double digits. I, I don't. It's a I, I, it just it blows my mind. And Don, <laughs> Don is also on Atlanta. Um, it, it blows my mind that we just saw this with this quarterback. 
in two weeks later, somehow Atlanta's going to just flip the script like magic. It's happened, no though. Didn't you make the Lions? It's happened. The no Patriots thing. beat up the Jets and then lost them in the first round of the playoffs like two weeks later. It happens. You picked New Orleans. Yeah, the, the Packers beat the Lions twice when you thought yeah, the I'm Lions were going to beat the Packers in the playoffs. I'm not trying to make that, the people that, who picked the Falcons sound like they're idiots. twice that year, but okay. Um, That's what you said. I was going off what you said. No, I said we should have beat them twice. We beat them once and should have beat them twice. And you picked the Lions against the Bears, and the Bears beat the Lions. But it wasn't. Did they not two with the same quarterback? Ago. It wasn't two weeks ago. It wasn't. Still, oh, oh, you're right. We had our best running back playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, the resurgent Rams under someone who I guess maybe knows a thing or two about coaching football, Sean McVay. They are starting to find their post girly identity. Um. And yet, what? What? Didn't they just lose to the Niners? Niners are a South football team. They Rams have been playing well. Where you been? They they're allowed to lose a game. Are they, like are they not? Half the offense still not playing for the Niners. They're allowed to lose games. Cleveland's not allowed to win games though. What is hey, this? Going with your narrative of the surging Rams coming off a loss. <laughs> <laughs> they're not coming off a loss. They have two straight wins. Yes, over they this. are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They just lost to the San Francisco 49 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. But they, the, the two weeks they before, before that, they beat, that. The, <laughs> they beat the Seahawks and the Bucks. They're th- three and three in their last six games. My bad. <laughs> Surging Rams. <laughs> two and one in their last three. Always no, they, they have. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were a bad football team last year. They're not a bad football team this year. They're a pretty damn solid football team this year. They're 7-4 and four in by far the toughest division in football. They have no, figured like out <laughs> how to play football post girly If you don't think they've made a comeback this year, I don't know what to tell you because they were much I better this year just, just than they surging. are last year. <laughs> the improved from the entirety of last season. I said resurgent Rams. Do you know what the word resurgent means? I don't think that's what you said. It's 100% what I said. And then he told us they weren't coming off a loss. Resurgent would mean they're on their way up or coming back. They're resurging. I mean, they are resurging after a loss. I guess that's true. Oh, my God. The the only place to go is up. (laughs) You can't get worse than a loss. All right, you picking the Rams or the Cardinals? Y'all don't even know the fucking spread. Uh, yeah, we do. It's in front of us. Uh, it's three. Three points. Rams <laughs> favored. Kyler Murray's garbage. Continue. So it's gone. Nah, Kyler, Kyler Murray's sweet. I do like the Rams, though, and I like their defense. I love Aaron Donald. Um, I want to take the Rams here to avenge their loss and then maybe go on a winning streak where they're not 3-3 three and three in their last six games. <sighs> I hate picking the NFC West. Like, <laughs> it's such a fucking crapshoot this year with the NFC West. The Rams did not look good last week. Kyle, uh, J- J- Jared Goff looked god-awful last week. Uh, Goffle. Goffle. There, that's good. I like that. Good job. And they still only lost by three. <laughs> but Arizona's defense is awful. So Goff can't look Goffle two weeks in a row. When you're going up against that defense, you got to assume he's going to bounce back. Uh, this can go either way, but I'll go with Paul's resurgent Rams. Thank you. 
So the beauty of this game is if the Rams are truly resurging, the Cardinals are going to have to... Resurgent! Stop changing it! If the Rams are actually coming off a win. <laughs> Resurgent, resurging. Two of three. My okay. bad. Against two playoff teams. Okay. Regardless, if they are, as Paul is saying, then hopefully that means that the Cardinals have to throw the ball, and hopefully those balls are going to DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, I second that. So, in light of that, I would say that a three-point margin is enough for the Rams to get their victory and cover and benefit me in fantasy football. Ryan, in all the resurging, I, I missed who you picked. Me, I picked the Rams. All right. The resurgent, resurging Rams. The undefeated. So Don, Don's the only one picking Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray, <laughs> I don't care what he does in fantasy. He is not a good NFL quarterback. And it's going to continue to show this week as they get dicked on. The Rams did lose last week. And they lost to San Francisco. San Francisco has lost their home. Is not surging. <laughs> They're not surging at all. They're not surging anywhere. They've lost three of four. They're only three-point home dogs to Buffalo, who is having a very good season. Much better than the Niners. Someone tell me why the spread is so low. Because they know East Robert Traveling is the god. East Coast West, Robert Sala showing the Lions why they need to pick him up. Give me the Niners. Outright victory. Picking off Josh Allen four times. Paul, the reason that this spread is so low is because the Niners don't have to actually play at home this week. They've been kicked out of their home, which is a good thing because they're one and four this year at home. So if this was actually in San Francisco, the Bills might be a seven-point favorite. But because it's in Arizona, and the last time the Bills were in this stadium, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins broke their heart. There's a chance the Niners might do the same thing. Can we just pick for the push? Can I pick up? Can I pick the push and call it a win if it happens? No, <laughs> guess not. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen, though. I think the Bills are going to win this game by three. I you would win quite. You can bet that. Like you can't do it here, but that's a bet you can make, and you can win quite a bit on that. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean. Let's, let's go with the Bills getting PTSD playing in that stadium again so shortly after Kyler and DeAndre broke their hearts and uh, roll with the Niners. Again, I go back to my Cigar Mafia football team. Uh, Mozart is going to have a huge game against the Bills, benefit my football team, and lead the 49ers to victory. And Don agrees with you and Ryan. Why? I don't know. I don't... Uh... You and Vegas and everyone else must know something me and Matt don't. Because Buffalo is You also is have to remember that I'm team. trying to pick up games. I I do hope But it also benefits that... me if San Francisco wins because then they're feeding the ball to Mozart. So. And it, it makes Salah look even better. Exactly. Lions next head coach. The win-win for everybody. I really do hope they pick off Josh Allen four times since I'm facing him. Uh, I could use that. It would be not hurtful at all to me. But I, I don't see it happening. Um, I don't think it's going to be necessarily a high-scoring game. 
but I don't see San Francisco in any way keeping pace with Buffalo, who's just a much better team. I don't care how jet-lagged they are, how difficult it can be going to the West Coast. These are professional football players, and Buffalo's professionals are a lot better than San Francisco's right now. Uh, next year, when they're healthy, maybe. We'll see. This year, Buffalo by a lot. And that concludes our picks. <laughs> that concludes our show. Ryan, do the thing. Like Michigan State basketball, we just keep on rolling with all the W's that we can find. Michigan State football do after they beat Ohio State. <laughs> and after they do that, you guys have heard it here first. So make sure you come back and tell us. Throw us that thumbs up, that like button, subscribe, share. Go on the YouTube, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. We don't even have a LinkedIn, but make sure you search us up on the LinkedIn to <laughs> just add Sports Carnage Podcast. Listen to this podcast. Listen to every other one that we've ever done so you guys can know what we're about and give us all all the stars. All 91 of them now. Right. For Ryan Griffin, AJ Riley, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bass, and we're Sports Carnage. Thanks for spending a couple hours with us this week. We'll be back with you all next week.